Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. We spoke very in the beginning, and he's been what he accused us of. You know, both things. We said it's over with. We're done talking about it and what happens, and we're moving on to the future, what goes on, and try to fix the problems of what we have in college football. We're a lot more pressing needs than our arguments. Yeah, we're moving on to do what we got. I have no problem. Oh, yeah, it's FTJ, my friends. Fast talking Jimbo. Fast talking Jimbo. Getting her done at the SEC meetings down in Destin. Thanks again to Blackman Auctions for our coverage down there. Trey Shap doing a fine job, and I don't know if he's got any beach time or not, but he's working his butt off in between if he does, so good for him. I'm sure Barrett Salee's been keeping an eye on it if he hasn't been in Sandestin himself. Barrett, are you actually there, or are you just kicking it? I am just kicking it. I, I've been to Destin before for uh, for those three meetings today. I mean, this week is a uh, is an off year for me, so gotcha. I'm not there, but I've been keeping an eye on it. And look, I, I know Trey's down there, and I think we all know Thursday is the – golf day where nothing gets accomplished right so i'm sure there's a lot of beach time happening with people in our industry right now well when i'm on the golf course there's a lot of beach time happening unfortunately as well so uh, i see what you did there it doesn't go there there's a there's a lot of water time also unfortunately yes uh i had a, my balls uh you know they end up moist a lot you know if there's a pond to be found my friend I'm usually in it, so. There you go. Uh, okay, so the Jimbo, uh, I guess we moved on from that. I don't even know. How, how do you feel about the scheduling format conversation? Uh, I actually wrote a, uh, wrote a story about this today, about how every Power 5 school should format their schedules moving forward. I'm I'm partial now. I used to be all for a nine-game schedule, but that was when out-of-conference neutral site games were all the rage. Now that we've got so many great out-of-conference home-and-homes on the docket, I am for the 1-7 model. Across the board, eight games in all of college football, but uh, I'm for the 1-7 model. It, it would allow us to have some really interesting cross-sectional out-of-conference games that can really give, I think, the playoff committee, whether it's four or something else, a good gauge as to really what, um, you know, what each team's made of. And, yeah, you would lose some you know pretty significant rivalries on an annual basis but you're playing every other year you know is if if let's just say arkansas loses its annual game with lsu and has missouri as the permanent rival yeah you still get the battle for the boot every other year it's not the end of the world sacrifices are gonna have to be made um so so i'm for the eight game the one seven format uh because you still get to play a lot of these rivalries and you get some really cool um, out-of-conference matchups, a lot of which are already on the books. I mean, Georgia already has four Power 5 opponents set for 2026 and 27, I believe. Like, they're going to have to start canceling those, and that sucks because I want to see some of those games. Well, here's the only problem with that. And first of all, Arkansas is a tough example, and I know you're trying to help us here because you're speaking locally, but Arkansas doesn't really have a, a rival just yet. Sure. But the problem is Texas a and is going to want Texas, and Texas, I don't know who they're going to want, but Oklahoma is going to want them, and then Arkansas is going to want Texas. So it's going to be interesting. They're going to have a full dance card, I guess, is my point. But you know, it's interesting coming from an Auburn grad too. I think because yeah. you've got a couple of great rivalries yeah. and historic matchups with with both Georgia and Alabama, uh, and you don't have an issue with it, obviously. Well, I mean, it sucks. I mean, it's not not ideal. I, mean, I would much rather have them, but. The thing is, like you mentioned, um, you know, Arkansas doesn't really have one. So now you're going to create three out of thin air. That or, or, It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, yeah, you know, I, Texas and Oklahoma are going to have to play. I know Texas A&M and, and, uh, and Texas, you know, every single year would be awesome. Um, 
But I just think, like, if you're going to start creating three rivalries for Vanderbilt and three <laughs> rivalries, for, you know, it just, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. You know, I, it's the, the top end games with the Tennessee, Alabama, the Georgia, Tennessee, the Auburn, Georgia, um, all those things are, are, you know, are great games. They're great matchups. You're still going to get those every other year. You know, if you preserve some of those, you're going to get some really crappy annual games. Do you expect every format, whatever they decide to settle on, to do away with divisions then and just take the top two teams at the end of the year? Yes. I think that's going to be across the board what's going to happen, not just in the SEC, but uh, across, you know, all of college football. The Pac-12 sort of has a diet version of that this year Mm -hmm. because you still have the the divisional scheduling, but the top two teams go to the championship game. Uh, The ACC obviously is exploring at the Big 12 doesn't have divisions anyway but yeah i mean divisions wiped away across the board i think uh ensures good championship game matchups across the board and also um you know it it for the playoff selection committee uh, i think that would help especially if it expands do you have any thoughts on sam Pittman's new contract yeah i mean it's awesome i have a story up there of what it means for arkansas i mean stability for the first time since bobby petrino before Mm -hmm. he took an air quote motorcycle ride (laughs) and i use air quotes on for, for very specific reasons, but um, but yeah, I mean it's stability for Arkansas, which has been just a complete wreck for what like a decade. You know, yeah, you had the the nine wins or the, the the good season under Bielmo, and they went to the Texas Bowl. But aside from that, it's just been kind of like you know an anonymous team in the SEC. And even that year, you could make that argument. And, and Pittman changed that. He got them in the national spotlight early last year. Obviously, it petered off a little bit, but that's okay. Um, and and I think. It's just it's a match made in heaven in terms of the personality of of Sam and the personality of Arkansas, and again it's, it's stability for the first time since Petrino. And I think they can look Arkansas. Let's just say say it's the SEC West for now, right? Let's just say you know that that we're going to have three more years of this. You know, Arkansas is going to be a, a true contender one of those three years with Pittman. Yes, kids. Petrino as an example of stability, stability. is, in fact, <laughs> the definition of irony. It is. Well, I mean, look, it was a pretty stable program. It was. Before it was. the wheels came off. They were giving up 27 points a game and winning by 15. It was really fun. Those were good it times. awesome. Um, last thing, we'll let you go. I know you got a tight schedule today because um, I, I won't delve into basketball, although Eric Musselman, speaking of, I don't know if it's irony or not, but it was – he was talking about looking forward to playing in Hawaii with the season while he's standing in Sandestin. I thought that was hilarious. Anyway, um, they apparently the rules officials are going to speak on a number of things, but they're also going to talk about um, slowing the game down, also known as faking injuries. What would you like to see done there? I keep going back, and there's nothing you can do. Like, there's nothing that you can do. You cannot have officials diagnose well, the That's what they said about injuries. masks in schools for a while, Barry. Now, come on, don't be a quitter. Give me, a, give, me a, me give me a solution. Do not get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, a solution would be, I think, maybe expand the, the, the mandatory sit-out to three plays. Hmm. Um, just because, I mean, if a dude gets a little, you know, little banged up but go in the next play, then that's, he shouldn't be punished but, you know, you, for, for an entire series or a quarter or whatever. So, I mean, if you want to up the number to two or three plays, that's fine. But... If you're telling me on the first play of a series, some dude, you know, gets a little bit of a stinger, has to go to the sideline, could conceivably come in the next play, but has to sit out a 12-play drive instead, that that doesn't make much sense to me. So yeah. I think you just have to up the up the, the the play 
count to two or three and you know just tell coaches hey y'all don't do this, this yeah is, you, you can't really do this yeah i think three to five plays maybe that's a good that's a good answer i like yeah. that see there was a solution there i knew it we asked coach Pittman about that what do you th- what do you do and coach Pittman said you don't coach it i was like oh okay that's i mean that's a simple yeah, well, solution don't coach it and they don't do it well yeah they still will because it's still coaching <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll let you go on that one, man. I appreciate it, and we'll catch up in a couple weeks. All right, guys. All right, congratulations, CBSSports.com. Tight window today, so we want to honor that.